sharing projects that matter. This is Community Voices on Portland Radio Project. Portland Radio Project, each week we put the spotlight on a local nonprofit doing good right here in our community, in our Community Voices segment. And today I'm so excited. We've got uh, Ted Austin with Portland Center Stage at the Armory joining us. Good morning, Ted. Good morning. All right. So for those that don't know, what is Portland Center Stage at the Armory? Well, Portland Center Stage is Portland's largest professional theater. We've been in business for 17 years and putting on great shows every year and, and telling stories to the community. And you're a volunteer. How long have you been volunteering? Uh, this is my third year on the Board of Directors. And what's your title there? If, you, if you had a business card, a Portland Center Stage business card, what would it say? Board Chair. Oh my gosh, Rodney, we got to behave now. Oh yeah, we, we do. We, we got the Board Chair. Yep. So um, how long, and you've been three years, Yep. how long have you been the Board Chair? This is my first year as a Board Chair. So uh, we do kind of two, three years at a time and, and take turns with the, the leadership aspects of, of running Portland Center Stage. Yeah, I don't think what people realize... Um, what's involved in making a nonprofit go. So what are some things you end up doing in your role as board chair? Well, as a board chair, you're really, you know, you're in a leadership position, right? So you make sure that all the committees are, are meeting and doing what they need to do. You're communicating with the other board members. You're making sure that people are on top of the, the finance and people are on top of marketing and governance, Make just making sure the organization works. So, you know, imagine you're running your own company. You know, you've got a lot of different moving pieces. And as a board chair, you're kind of juggling all those and making sure that the other board members, we have 30 board members, Wow. Are on top of what's going on. So, and uh, I noticed you're with U.S. Bank, and so I speculate all the experience you use to make things work in your banking world, you're able to apply over. Well, you know, not everything. Not everything. But uh, the leadership aspects of running a, a committee meeting, running a meeting, kind of keeping people in line, setting expectations, being able to look at the financials of the organization, those things lend themselves well to uh, crossing over from the wonderful world of banking into theater. So what made you choose to say, okay, I'm going to be part of the team making it happen at Portland Center Stage? You know, I, I've kind of been waiting my turn. U.S. Bank has been a, a big supporter of the theater since its inception. I've watched some of my peers and the fun that they've had with Portland Center Stage serving on the board. And my turn came up, and I, I couldn't have been more excited. So I joined the board, as I said, three years ago. It has been a wonderful ride. It's kind of my second job at this point. I'm so grateful for you doing that because it it's a huge resource, an asset to our community. So I know there's lots of different aspects of theater that people love. What are some of the ones that speak to you? You know, it's the storytelling, really. It's, uh, it's being able to kind of sit in the theater and let everything go and let the story unfold in front of you. The magic of the theater really takes over. Yeah, and, there's just that artistry when they change the scenes and the music. Uh, and the... There are so many things going on. And, and you know, when you just sit down and you're watching a show, like if you're watching a movie or, or something on television, you just kind of let yourself go into the storyline. But what goes on to put on these performances is just amazing. So something I know is near and dear to your heart, and I'd love to hear from you about, is the scene shop. Yeah, the scene shop is really a magical place. I wish people could see the smile on your face right now. <laughs> so, you know, the scene shop is where they put together the scenery. And, you know, that sounds pretty mundane. But you walk into this warehouse down on Front Street in a very industrial part of the city. And for me, I walk in and I get the first the, the smells of just kind of the saws and the sawdust on the floor. And it, it brings me back to my days of high school woodshop, which I loved, by the way. I took woodshop in high school as well. We had big belt sanders and saws. Oh, and exactly. I can't imagine they would even let kids do that now. But uh, where, where did you go to high school? I went to high school uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area in Marin County at Redwood High School. And what was their mascot? Mascot was the Giants. So the Redwood Giants. Redwood Giants. Makes sense, doesn't the, it? Yes, it does. 
was. So I bet you just kind of go walk around and just you know, awash in nostalgia and also enjoying the creative outlet that people are doing. You know, again, you think of the artistry that's on stage when you're watching a play. You don't think of the artists that are backstage building these amazing pieces of scenery, the prop shop. I mean, I was there a couple months ago and they were making the, the candy glass bottles that they were going to break for a streetcar. It's just, you know, there's nothing that they can't do. And, you know, they are constrained with, hey, we're going to need this set for this show. There's a set designer that tells them what it's supposed to look like. That's where the uh, the artists of the scene shop step in. They're they're carpenters. They're they're really, I say this too much, but it's magic. No, I think it's a, it's a very apropos term. So as we close, uh, you guys just finished up Astoria, but the cool thing is it was Astoria Part 1. Well, if you've read the book Astoria, it's a thick book. There's a lot going on there, and when I read the book, I thought, how in the world are we going to ever adapt this to the theater? And Chris Coleman, the artistic director at the theater, actually adapted the play from Peter Stark's novel. And it is such a large undertaking that we've broken it up into two pieces. So you just finished part one, and then next year we'll have part two. Next year we'll have part two, exactly. So a, a lot of people who went to part one, many people that saw it multiple times, a lot of kids, you know, we bus a lot of schools in to the theater on Thursday matinees, and the, the theater is just a buzz with children running around. And you're exposing them to art and theater, something we don't get much of as kids in our culture these days. Exactly. And that, again, that's, again, where the magic of the storytelling comes in, to be that's... able to, to captivate a theater full of 500-plus students watching Astoria, which, you know, in Portland, you'd think we'd all know the story of John Astor and his parties that came around to found Astoria as a, a trade hub in the Northwest. You know, you talk to people, they have no idea. And Lewis and Clark camped there briefly in Astoria at the very site where Fort George Brewery is today. Oh. Fort George Brewery is literally built on their on campsite, the on the site. Well, Ted, it has been a, an honor and a delight to have you on Community Voices here on Portland Radio Project. I'm so grateful for all you do for Portland's first stage at the Armory, and I just wish you all the best continued success. You've been listening to Community Voices on Portland Radio Project. Learn more at prp.fm.